Welcome to Words from Ward, Mary Ward's first ever podcast radio where teachers and students come together to share their stories and to tell their tales. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to Mary Ward's very own wonderful podcast, Words from Ward. This is one of your hosts. My name is Nith. I'm a grade 12 student. And let's start off this by introducing our wonderful guest today. Sir, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Oh, sure. I'd love to introduce myself. Sure. My name's Mr. Candiato. I surprised you before. I've been working here for 17 years. 17 years, guys. Yes. How old are you again? I am 17 years old. So when you were just a little baby, that's when I started my career here. I probably wasn't even in the world yet. Did you know I had a full head of hair then? You did? No, I did not. Okay. I came here <laughs> <laughs> with, with some thinning hair. Something. And, and I've left with a little bit less. Well, I don't know what to say, sir. You can't say anything. I you can't could, say it. No, kinda, you can't. It's kind of weird because I have a full head of hair and then... And how, how do you feel about that? I love it. At but your age, I had actually the, the exact same hairline. So maybe yeah. down in your future, oh, yeah. you will look this beautiful. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Don't let your hair define you. You know what? Don't let it define you. Okay? Because it doesn't. It doesn't, eh? It doesn't. I'm way more than my lack of hair. Yeah? Yes. Because my hair defines me very much. So. Well, it shouldn't. <laughs> let me tell you that. But we're not here to talk yeah, about beautiful, here to talk about loving hair. locks, are we? We're not. But I love hair, but that's... We could talk about that. We could talk about Maybe that. that's episode day. two. You know, an another day. When did Mr. Candiato lose his hair? Yeah. And how a, did he feel? That would be a wonderful I podcast. could go through my hairstyles. Yeah? You know, in grade 12, I had hair to my shoulders. Really? Yes. Like, like longer than this? It was thick, luscious hair. Okay, let's, let's move on before, okay. before we get sentimental okay, here. Okay, good. Don't worry, I'm not crying. I'm good. I'm good. So like I said, today, I'm more than my hair. <laughs> that's wonderful, sir. <laughs> so today, we are here to talk about music and a specific genre of music which is hip-hop i thought we were doing country oh sir i think we got the wrong guess right? yes no no, no yes no. mr Dario, we're talking oh yes yeah it's Dario here guys. okay so hip-hop sir i just want to start off by saying how big of a fan are you of hip-hop how big a fan yeah and how do we measure that shoot me with your best shot tell me anything shoot me with your best shot tell not a hip-hop lyric um, Not who did sing Shoot Me With Your Best Shot? Shoot me with your, your best, best shot. Uh, we'll get it. Well, yeah, we'll get it later. Okay. Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't say, well, no, I can't say hip-hop is my life. But that is the genre I've always bought. Mm -hmm. My first cassette tape was hip-hop. Hip okay. And my first CD, hip-hop. My first vinyl, hip-hop. Um, and I would have to thank my brother for that. Yeah. He's four years my senior. Okay. Right? So, and if you do the math, I've been here for 17 years. Mm -hmm. I was born in 79. 79, okay. It would place him at 75, 75. right? And that's right after the so, hip-hop thing started, right? Right. The roots of hip-hop will yeah. go back to late 70s, mm -hmm. which we didn't have any access to. Yeah. Right? Because that was just through block parties and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but the first big albums were coming out 84, mm. 85, and my brother loved it. Which, which albums were these, sir, if you don't mind? 84, 85. Well, 84 would have been, I think, Run DMC's oh, yeah? first uh, album. 85, you have LL with LL I Can't Live yeah. Without My Radio. Mm -hmm. um, which is such a great song. Do you think, should we listen to that one? 
Have you ever heard I can't live with like LL's early stuff? Um, to be honest, I haven't, sir. So this would be a oh, you should show. see. Um, what about Rick Rubin? Have we heard of Rick Rubin? who Rick Rubin is? Never. The super producer. Never heard of him. Okay, so Rick Rubin is this. Um, oh boy, the anti-typical yeah. um, hip hop producer, right? Anti-typical. Uh, not yeah. He is uh, like myself, mm -hmm. balding. Okay. A Jewish man with long flowing hair where he does have hair. Oh, okay. I see um, and he produces Dixie Chicks too. He does metal. Okay, but he everything. founded Def Jam Records Def with Jam Records. Um, Russell Simmons. Okay. Okay. So this is in '84, and he he did all the production, and he did it in his uh, dormitory. In I forget what college he went to, but it was just kind of like just this raw sound, and I just want to find where it is here. For sure, and you said earlier that hip-hop in 75, it was the, the block parties. Yeah. So could you just explain well, to me? What, did I, what that is? Yeah. So basically, like, the DJ was, the DJ came first before the MC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And if anyone's ever asked you that question. Okay. Um, now I know the answer. Now you know the answer. Mm -hmm. um, but the DJ would basically um, perform at parties, and this is when you would mm -hmm. bring your two turntables. Yeah, turntables go crazy, right? No real mic was needed, but they had one, and it was just the hype man, and then your huge speakers. Yeah. And then they would they would just, at that point, put different vibes of music together. Mm -hmm. So they had no rhyming over it, but then they would just blend yeah. the sound, right? Okay. Of like the drum beats and, and whatnot. So they and then multiple music and put it together. Multiple music, put it together, right? It had its like its first. I think roots in like the mm -hmm. du dubstep from Jamaica, oh, and then they yeah, would yeah, bring yeah. it over. But then, you know, out of like the Bronx, like there's the whole debate yeah, of yeah. where it was started, but the big parties were there. Um, when you say the DJ would do this? DJ would do it all. So the DJ was famous. Okay. And I think that's why DJ Cool Herc yeah. and all these individuals would, would bring the name of hip hop out. DJ, what's his, what's his cool name? Cool Herc. Cool Herc. Oh, yeah. I, I researched You probably would have heard him, right? So... Like the first name that popped up when you said yeah. who started hip-hop. Hip-hop origins. It is, right? And yeah. there's always the debate. And then they have Africa Bambada was, like, the first lyricist mm. um, that made, like, that formed some sort of group, right? Yeah. And then from there, we have different sounds. Exactly. But LL, like, can you know LL yeah. now, right? Like, he's kind of... Oh, do you want Rock the Bells? Play uh, no, I'll go. I can't live without my radio. Okay. And, and then that's we'll LL Cool J, right? Yep. Okay, let's hear it. it. So okay. it's simple, right? Like it's a it's a simple beat, but that gets your head bopping. It does, right? Like and but it's so different yeah. from what we have today. And oh, then yeah, what it different. progressed into after, but that's eighty five. Eighty five. So that was nineteen eighty five. Okay. So right? ten years after the whole Yeah, where it started. Because yeah. it didn't reach mainstream. It was still until like this was when he, Def Jam came out. And mm -hmm. Def Jam is what moved hip hop. Yeah into the masses okay. after that. So then at this time, then 
LL's on that label. And uh, I think one of the bigger influences just bringing it to uh, the mainstream is that the Beastie Boys were signed at Beastie that time Boys. too, oh, okay. right? And then that opened up a whole new fan base, yeah. right? It wasn't just um, these, like it opened it up to other people. Other people, yeah, just right? not people partying in the Bronx. Right. It was just like because they had a different, more of like a a metal live yeah. band, live band kind of sound. Yeah, exactly. Damn. So that's like the whole origin. And well, that's why, and that's why. I started, that's what I fell in love with, the sound of it, okay. right? Like the, the actual. So straight when you were a kid. You yeah, I remember, and, and my poor father would have to listen to hip hop every morning. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> and we would pick, like my dad would drive me to school in yeah. the morning, much like you, and we would have, we would all fight over what songs we get to pick. Really? Yeah, but then we had to make sure it was clean. So you because there was a couple times my oh, okay. mom had no patience for language. Yeah, there was um, so LL's second album, Bigger and Deafer. The first song is "I'm Bad," and within the first three minutes, it dropped the f bomb. And so my mom pushed the eject in the tape and threw it out the window. <laughs> she threw it threw out the tape. tape, and it's such a good tape. So we purchased it later, but oh, that was gone. <laughs> but we would fight over what what songs we could play in the car. So you're telling me. Back in the day, mm -hmm. people were still arguing about who got the ox in the car. Yes, yeah. but it was like it was, it was a tape. There was no ox, so like, was when like, you picked your song, you committed to yeah. an album. So you had to play the whole thing. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, give me the ox. It was like, give me the tape. Uh, yeah. Tape. It's like it's my turn, and oh, then you're like, do I have the, the changed, do I have the clean version of it? And uh, it's so funny. I'll tell. I'll play my dad's favorites. For sure, for sure. So that was '85. That was '85. Now moving on to '90s. What I'm familiar, you could you could correct me if I'm wrong, because this is your profession. It's not my profession. Just it is your profession, no. so you don't have to be humble. But to my knowledge, '90s is where and late '80s is where the gangster rap started getting more popular. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Eighty. When was N.W.A.'s first album? That was '88, right? Yeah. Was straight out of Compton. Yeah. Is yeah, that's when like the gangster rap came out. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of other things going on. But yeah, that's when it started. But mm -hmm. 88 to 93 is, is also known as like the golden era. The golden era of hip hop. And it's, it's like, I miss that. I miss that miss sound and I miss that. It's hard to find a bad album. Really? Right? Hard to find a bad album overall. Like the production was different. Um, but I think the biggest thing is um, the lyrics. Yeah. And um, they actually made sense back in the day. And I can't stand current hip hop. Oh, yeah. I like, just, uh, from the production seems lazy. The production. Seems lazy. Mm -hmm. um, like this melancholy, it's almost like it's just like a, a factory of beats. They're mm. like, change one thing, and then we'll just spit it all out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back in the day, it used to be you, you'd have two years between albums. Now it seems like you can put Every a 30-song album out one or two times a year. That's crazy. So quality control is gone. Yeah. Um, I never thought about it like that. Right, like it's just they they took their art seriously, more seriously. Not that they don't now. They um, just took time. They took time, right? They and care then about it. the producers, like for a ten-track album, you might cut thirty tracks and yeah. throw twenty out. Wow. Right, and think about what was on the cutting, like what was on the production room for. That's more than half. That's almost yeah. Wow, that's two thirds mm -hmm. of the album. Oh yeah. Album. So, but back to the gangster rap was, which was funny because. We always had to get bootleg copies of that. Really? Yeah. So back in the day, to get a tape, you find someone, but you couldn't purchase it. Like, where did you buy them? Mm. Because here, like, I grew up in Guelph, 
There okay. was no record stores that sold NWA at the time. They just didn't, they, no. was it that they chose not to or they just didn't get They the just weren't buying them enough. Like the distribution mm. wasn't as big. So when okay. they first came out, we had the double cassette tape decks that you would like record. Had no idea what You'd press are. record and then you'd get it that way. So sometimes the sound wasn't as good, but oh, okay. that's how you heard it. And that was with, you know, albums like uh, NWA, a two live crew was out at that mm. time. Uh, ones that mom and dad would not want you to listen to. Yeah. But I'm sure you'd want me to listen to them, right? Yeah, but they're good. But I think hip-hop back then, like as, as gangster as it was, quote-unquote, yeah. it had something to say of course. about the culture yeah. and uh, what was going on and mo in America yeah. and around, right? So conscious rap was, was built out around that time. Mm -hmm. So groups like Public Enemy, X-Clan, um, Brand Nubian, these were all groups that were actually talking about what was going on mm -hmm. and how people were being treated and, and how it wasn't fair. Conscious, conscious rap, rap, right? And it would just explain like certain situations in the yeah, world. Yeah, it'd, it'd be like how blacks were actually treated in America. Yeah, of course, yeah. Right? And like for many years, um, their voice wasn't out there. So mm -hmm. it, was a, it was an important time that it was on, you know, on record mm -hmm. for other people to hear. Now, did everyone take it seriously or change no. things? Probably not. But it was at the, once the voice is out, it's out. It's out, right? It's kind of like the... Fight the Power song. Yeah. We've all heard it, mm -hmm. right? But that's listening to the lyrics of that. It was important and, and it said a lot at the time. Yeah. Whereas, you know, who says stuff like that now? You that's might true. throw in a couple gratuitous Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter, but that's Good past the fact. Yeah. Not yeah. ahead of the game. Late I think. Yeah, we were talking about the conscious rap and yeah. how it allowed people to... And I love that. Yeah. Like, I would, like my, one of my favorite albums to this day is, is Brand Nubian, One Brand For Nubian. All. Yeah. One For All. It's one. I hear the beat of swinging orders if my name was David Ruffin. Yeah. One For All. One For All, it's a great album, right? And then they had some party joints. Like, and that's what it was back then. There mm -hmm. was some party jams, there was some conscious rap, and then... There was some braggadocious kind of yeah. album, right? And that, and that was the, you know, the blueprint or the makeup of most albums. There was always, like, a certain formula they would follow. Not always, but, like, some would, right? Yeah. But then you had, did you watch the latest Versus Battle? The when they had Big Daddy Kane versus KRS-One? I did not watch that. Right? Um, that was on Sunday, but KRS-One, part of Boogie Down Productions, he was always a political conscious okay. rapper, yeah. right? KRS-One stands for what? Knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone, which is good, right? Yeah. But then just known by Karis One. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's what's great about hip hop. It's one of those genres of music that it allows people to, who might not be comfortable, to express certain opinions they have yeah. through the music. And it's not only great because the message; it's also great because it sounds dope. Yeah, I and know. People and people, people it sounds dope. People are gonna listen to it. Yeah. And then people are gonna start listening to the lyrics and be like, "Damn, this is what's happening." Today, this is what's happening that day, and it's gonna tell people to. It's gonna show people that the certain lessons that the artist is trying to portray. So that's what I really like about hip hop. So moving on to our next category, uh, I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the present hip hop. What's your opinions sure. on that? I know you. Well, I told you, you I can't. Like it, eh? Oh, and I was talking. And me and Mr. Wong were talking about it today, and I can't find. And maybe it's just my age. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I have no problem admitting that, but it's like you put a song on for me and I can take you back to a time in my life. Yeah. That that song reminds me of or how it moved me. 
And I try to listen to current hip hop right now, but like, I can't, A, I can't find the production value in it. Like mm. I don't, like I'll, I'll, we'll play some after and it's just the, the play up of the horns or just the bass or this yeah. or that. Like together, it's just for me, that's harmony. Um, but more so like the lyrics, I don't know what they're saying. And, and, and no, when I do hear what they're saying, it's, it's mostly nothing, Yeah. right? And it's like, it's empty. You have an opportunity. A, you can make party jams and that's fine, that's, yeah. right? And that, that's one thing, but like you have a captive audience. Yeah. And uh, you, you can say period. a lot. Yeah. You can, right? you could. But when you say nothing, it's like, it's, it's a waste yeah. for me. When you have that platform, you should use it. Mm -hmm. You should motivate people, you know? And when they say that, like nonsense, you know, drugs, yeah, money. Yeah. It's and like that's always been around, right? Yeah. Like you have to say that, oh, well, it grew out of like, I don't know, in the early 2000s because hip hop before, like at some points they tried to censor it so much that yeah. almost hip hop got banned. Really? Right? Like there was like it was I think it was in the US law, like it was on the Senate floor, whatever like political era it was, that it almost tried to shut it down that mm -hmm. they couldn't perform certain songs or yeah, say yeah, certain yeah. things. I, I definitely remember that. And um, so you know, they quote unquote they won that battle. Yeah. But then I think in that it became popular. So like this mm. this rugged underground music that had to be fought to get established is now it's basically pop music now yeah. so they i think they lost a lot of the fight mm. that brought them to what that raw sound was I, f I get what you're saying you know what i mean so it's like th there's not that you know the world's against mm -hmm. me so kind you're of mentality the element that what people were trying to ban this people were trying to like the hip-hop artists had to fight to get right. the music out is what allowed hip-hop to be so great Right, and, and, it, and it, you know, that was great. They needed that. Yeah. They, they won those battles. It got out. So now that they won that battle, you're saying that now it's closer to pop is music. Pop. It is pop. No listen to the radio. To they just let it out. Yeah, listen yeah. to the radio, right? Like, how much, what percentage is hip-hop that you would, quote-unquote, hip-hop? Some of these artists that they say are hip-hop? It's not hip-hop. Like, I don't know what Post Malone is. <laughs> right? Yeah. They say he's hip-hop, though. He is. That's what they say. Yeah. Like, his genre is, but, like, you know, in my head, Hip -hop is that like hip hop? Listen to. No, exactly. For me, but I'm also a little bit older than. Yeah, that's true. These. Everyone has their opinion based mm -hmm. on their age too. Right. Like I would like, even though I'm a youngin, I would still say that the hip hop that you just showed me, like the older hip hop, definitely sounds like way more. Mm -hmm. It gets me going, you know, like N.W.A., LL Cool J, like you showed me, and then today it's kind of like, you know, I don't even listen to hip hop like that today because, first of all, I wouldn't even classify it as hip hop. Yeah. Like you said, it's more pop. And like it's more, it's not even the popular genre these days now. It's I feel like hip hop has kind of went down in popularity. Yeah. And a lot of it's now R and B, pop. Yeah, it's actually crazy now. It blends in, it. right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of it that but encompasses. Exactly, but hip hop's inside of those genres, so it like it definitely influenced some mm -hmm. genres, like a lot of sub genres and all of that. Yeah. Which is nice to see yeah. from where it was nothing. Yeah. Right, but now it it's out, but you know it, it hurts. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, sure. When you have so many memories of, mm. like, the boom bap yeah. kind of hip hop. Carrying the boom box around your shoulders. Uh, around. Did you ever yeah. do that, sir? I never had the boom box. Had so the that boom big box. boom box. Well, this is pretty much. Was uh, but now this is it. But there's so much more. There's so much better, like, the sound now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I feel so like it would have been, been fun pulling up to a party with, like, the boom box on your shoulders. But we, I did have the, 
uh, cardboard spray painted so we could break dance on my driveway. Okay. That was all the neighborhood kids. So you should break dancer. Oh, I wouldn't call it break dancing. <laughs> I would call it rolling around on a cardboard <laughs> box in my driveway. Not break dance. But I tried. You tried. Right? But everyone tried that 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 part of the culture, right? Because mm -hmm. like hip hop has break dancing, graffiti, yeah. and and emceeing and DJing, right? Like you have yeah. those elements. So everyone tried it. That just shows how influential it is. I just wasn't that I good. I got Mr. Candiato to break dance. Guys. And I will not ever do that again. Why not? Well, this, oh. well if hip hop comes back. Not hip hop comes it's back. It's not it's gone. Just, it's it's not just gone. buried a bit. Yeah. But if it you comes back for to it. its golden shine, golden era, like it was Maybe before, I could put my tracksuit on and my gold chain. Okay. And do I'll, some try, I'll try and find some hip hop songs for Halloween. Bring it. Bring that tracksuit on. Try for it. I want to see. That's going to be a challenge, guys. We're going to see Mr. Candy out of breakdance. Oh, that would be a great challenge. Okay, moving on to the next. We'll do a little fun thing. I want you to name. You know the Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah. I want you to name me your Mount Rushmore of hip hop. Four artists. Can I do five? You know what? We'll do five. Mount Rushmore plus one. All right. That's an easy one. Easy? Yeah. Uh, Let's go from five to one. Five to one. Okay. I will give you. Uh, and then I'll give you mine, and then we'll see how different our music taste is and how different. That sounds awesome. Going. You know what? I will go with. Hmm. This is my number five. Can I play a track? For sure. All right. Yo, Kuzi Rap, yo, Polo, you ready to bust well, let's just. Let's go. Let's skip it. <laughs> So at number five, did you guess who that was? Was Ma that? Oh, I don't know. That's all right. That was Cool G Rap. Okay, Cool and G Rap. Cool G Rap, part of the Juice Crew. Juice Crew. Is that like a certain that was rap a, group? A crew. A crew. Like different rappers. Okay, right? Okay, and okay, artists. Okay, okay. So they had Bismarcky. They had Big Daddy Kane. They had Master Ace. Their big DJ was Marley Mall. Right? And brought them all together. So he's, I love him. And he was, everyone tries, he had a lisp, as you can hear. Yeah. But it's just, his flow was amazing. So what was his name again, sir? That's Cool G Rap. Cool G Rap. Yeah. So that is, that's, that's my number five. number five. I'll give you my number four here, um, which shouldn't be too much of a shocker. to the whole thing yeah, but classic. uh yeah that's a great song and obviously many of his songs like i love his first album but none of that is radio friendly mm, yeah so well, we will choose a song that people know friendly, <laughs> so that's ice cube number four. that's ice cube at number four this so you liked ice cube when he went solo um better, well he's right? great in nwa yeah, right but sure. uh yeah his his first three albums first two mm -hmm. especially like america's most wanted, most wanted Classic, but then Death Certificate when he was he oh, was yeah. just angry. Yeah, that's such like, a, like, like that's just an angry though. album, yeah. but so good, so good. Um, but yeah, I loved him for a long time. It's crazy people don't even know Ice Cube made music. 
People yeah. only know him for his, That's true. his acting. And then even the, what, he has that basketball league, the big yeah, three? Yeah, the big three. Yeah. Like, people don't know who he was before. Like, and people listen to songs, they don't even know that. Oh, and he is the father three. of, like, the gangster rap. Yeah, for sure. Because he wrote all of Easy's lyrics. Like, without oh, yeah. him and N.W.A., like, you might ha- you'd have them, but it he, the was the, he was the, the lyricist that, that there that wrote. Out, came out the parking lot and said, straight out of Compton. You know what I mean? Oh, I can't say the rest because... Yeah, yeah, it's I true, right? I got here, but... <laughs> Um, all right, I'll go with my number three okay. artist here. I can tell what you mean by the production. All right. So I actually don't know that song. That's all right. It's uh, I would have chosen another one off his album, but that is Nas. That's Nas. Oh yeah, my that's his first album. I still remember this tape and how many, I I played it so much it broke. Yeah. Um, it broke like the actual. Like it broke. just that's what happens with tape cassette it, tapes. It you breaks. play it too much, it wears out. Wow. Yeah, and uh, that's it. Ain't hard to tell. I think that was produced by one of the most underrated producers is a uh, large professor large professor but it's great and it teams i like michael jackson guilty mm-hmm. pleasure not so guilty but I, uh, the fact that that is is in the background for that production oh, was okay. it's such a great song but that's yeah. Nas. he's my number three i know i know Nas. don't don't come at me guys on the podcast listening. that's all right that's an early one it's an early one it's crazy man i'm embarrassed it's so okay. we have cool g rap at five cube at four and Nas at three all right and here's my number two number two this is when we pick up the pace. Okay. Let it roll, get oh. roll. I just can't hold back the phone because I'm a man with soul in control and effects. So what the heck? Rock the disco text and this groove is what's next. Attack, react, exact, or mac, or move your wind. A strong song as long as you groove to this. I keep the crowd loud when you hype. Do damage on stage and engine a mic. It's not shoot the gift and see, stand still. While my mind stick to you like Skippy and Jeff. Feel my blood fist on my death kiss. The rap solo whip. You don't want none of them. So that sounds very familiar. You're well, you probably heard it. Yeah. Um, that's Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane? Yeah. I, I love that guy because you just heard that song, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, amazing. Like, when you ever, have you ever tried to karaoke? Like, the one thing is, it's one thing to listen yeah. to hip hop. But to actually try to karaoke. It. Oh, no. Try karaoke to hip hop. Like, I one time picked Outcast. <laughs> their cadence and how they, like, it's like, I was done and I knew the lyrics. I was like, I, I give up. I can't do it. So, like, Think of that speed and maintaining yeah, no, that for, I think it's like four minutes straight. Just, he just goes. He doesn't breathe. Right? It, that's amazing. But then he also does a song like this, which is, I love it. Oh, we should have got you to karaoke on this. No. You don't want that. <laughs> so this is still Big, this big is Daddy Kane. Well, excuse me. Take a few minutes to mellow out. Big Daddy Kane is on the mic, and I'm going to tell about a minimum level. A blonde is dressed. So... So different, different yeah. styles, right? But he could pull it off, yeah, right? That's oh. called Smooth Operator. It's all about him being a ladies' man. <laughs> okay. Right? Like, Big but a great song. Kane. Great song. Great song. And then uh, number one, do you have any guests? Guess? Guesses? Guess? Would you like to guess? There you go. So I'm guessing he's also an old school hip hop. Obviously. I am an old um, man. Give me a hint. No, I'm not going to give you a oh, hint. Okay. I just told you. 
You told me? I told you it's, he's old school. He's old school. That's yeah. the hint. Yeah. You don't have the... I don't think you... He's the... The real lyricists are born... Like, try to mimic him. This guy. He changed the whole flow of hip-hop. Is it Snoop? No. Not Snoop. Well before Snoop. All right, here we go. This is baby steps. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm gonna make sure it's broke. When it's going, no one gets on. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder. Damn, but think about it, then you understand. I'm just an addict addicted to music. Maybe it. So, I still don't know who it is. That's okay. That's Rakim. Rock. Rakim. Rakim. Yeah, R A K I M. Um. And in that, in that time, it's Eric B. and Rakim. They had four albums together, all classic. And that's your number one. And that's all my number one. For, for lyricists, and, and if you truly love hip-hop, like, he changed everything. Like, he, he upped he the game the for if you're like, wow, if I'm going to spit over this beat, I, I better have something decent mm. and some kind of flow. And he changed it all up. And he's amazing. Like, uh, you listen to any one of their albums. So he's one of the fathers. I would say for lyricists, yeah. for sure. So he's kind of, when you say lyricist, is he the one that kind of introduced flow and rhyming? Yeah, and he yeah. put a lot into it. He's got a great book. It's called Check the Technique, I think. And, and it talks about how he would put together mm-hmm. his, his uh, verses. Oh, he actually has a book on how he would. Yeah, like he would say like how, what influenced him and like how he would build it. Wow. Right? And the amount of reading, like people don't, people think that it's just easy to do, but like you no, got you got to know you got to be well-read and well-versed, yep. right? You can't just put stuff together, and you got to be able to relate things to that and, and make it sound nice. An and yeah. he did a lot of, of research for, for anything. Mm-hmm. I, I can totally understand that, because a lot of people my age, including me, try yeah. to dwell into the music scene and try to make songs themselves. It's hard. Damn, my, my tracks are terrible. <laughs> no. I'm not gonna, they, I won't even call them tracks. Mm-hmm. They're unfinished, terrible music. Ah, uh, you can refine so it. So maybe I could read the book and... Try it, try it. It's it. good. So what are your five? My four? five. So, I don't know in order. I'm just going to name some names. Go and for it. Uh, let's see the judgment that I get from this. So, I'd say Drake is up there. Would you say he's a hip-hop artist? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yes, I would. And I want to love Drake. You want to. But I don't. You don't. I don't. Why not? Um, oh, that's a tough... Just because I don't love the sound. Like, I know... I always, mm. I always listen to every album. And... A true music critique. And no, it's this is just my opinion because like his music is is amazing because mm-hmm. like so many people like it, right? Um, but I like about maybe a third of the songs that he puts out. Like I, like I always think he no, always starts his albums out great, yeah, with a real hip hop sounding song, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then they just kind of hit and miss after that. Mm-hmm. Like I will say the Take Care album, I love. Oh, yeah. I bought that. Classic. And, and that's it, my one Drake album that I can listen yeah? to from start to finish. And so I enjoy that one. So, yeah, it's not like you completely hate Drake. No. I, I always like to support Canadian hip-hop. Of course. But in my Canadian hip-hop, I still, you know, I'd have them at four or five. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, next name that I have, Kanye. <sighs> I know Kanye now seems like a weirdo, but before, his music was dope. But what one? What are we? Yeah, his first two albums are great. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. And... I even like the 
808 and Heartbreaks is, is Heartbreaks it's a necessary awesome. album. Like it's good. I love his uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted. Yeah. Like that I album I really like. Um, but still. Now his music's kind of different. Donda was even. That's, that's another argument. Yeah. No, anyway. But yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And next couple of names. Like I'm, I'm thinking about artists, but I don't know if they'd be hip hop. So I'm not going to say that's all right. artists. But I'm going to say like I definitely used to, when I was younger, I used to listen to a lot of Eminem. Okay. Yeah. I remember one of my favorite songs that like I still listen to this day was Not Afraid. Oh, okay. And that has some good messages in it. Yeah. It's not radio friendly. He's prolific. Yeah, he is. He's mm-hmm. very prolific. And some next artists. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. You know, I really liked the NWA. I yeah. S- I, when the movie Straight Outta Compton came out. But what out, album? Do you like their first or their second album? I know it was their first album. I would, I would encourage everyone to listen to their second album, what was the second album? but only once you're over 18. I'm so, okay, so um, I, have to I can't, I can't even say what the album title is. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> but production wise, like Dre was on yeah. another level for that one. Oh yeah. He so like, Beyonce. but all the songs content, please do not listen to it. Don't listen to it. Um, but you, recommend. I do, but do it's you? like production wise, you gotta listen to it. It's the better album of NWA. Yeah. Production okay. wise. Well, it we'll doesn't have the same, uh, ump, as straight out of Compton, yeah. but I think that's what kind of caught my yeah. attention was the, the the anger behind. Those What's your lyrics. guilty pleasure hip hop? Guilty pleasure hip hop. What, what do you What do you mean by guilty, guilty pleasure? pleasure? That you kind of embarrassed to admit. Embarrassing? I'm not yeah. embarrassed to admit. That's a hard question. I'll tell you mine. Okay, okay this right. is, and pre- people. This is another one that people probably don't know. He's a hip hop artist first. That's a very good question. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> Do you know who this is? Oh, you'll hear So we just listened to The Fresh Prince. And that is from 88. That album was great. It was critically acclaimed. Like Mm -hmm. It was popular. Like He was a legit artist. He was a group. It was a duo. DJ Jess, Jeff, and and The Fresh Prince. And then they they did the show. They did the show, and then that's when things changed for him. Wow, that's when he just took off. Wow, Mm -hmm. guilty pleasure. Well, I'm I'm still trying to think about some guilty pleasures that I listen to, but it wouldn't be hip-hop. That's okay. Like, I listen to Ariana Grande all the time, you know? I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it, but nah, that's all right. now y'all know I'm a big Ariana fan. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's all the time we have today. I want to thank you, sir, for your, for your educational lessons and just talking about hip-hop. It kind of opened my eyes on what hip-hop really is. I didn't really have a clear idea of what it is, but now I listen to some music that you showed me. I could confidently say that I know what real hip-hop is. Oh. So you have any last words for the podcast, sir? Nothing. No, Nothing. thanks for having me. It's fun to talk about for this sure. from time to time. For sure. I don't no have to deal about, I don't have to talk about food nutrition only. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Best, I can best food and nutrition teacher out here, guys. Well, I'm the only one, the so it's, oh. uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> still the best one. All right, it's been All great. Right. No worries. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Words from Ward. We'll catch you next week on next episodes. Goodbye.